Peace, Moors. What's up? Moors in America. We had a master teacher here with us, Taj Tariq Bey. Um, just wanted to say a few words first. Just remind everyone, let everyone, everyone know, Moors in America is a neutral platform for knowledge. Um, at least as neutral as it, as it can be, seeing as how we're coming from a Moorish perspective. And um, it's a pleasure and an honor to be able to, to uh, receive the information from one of the first beacons of light that we saw while we were out there in the darkness um, with little to no knowledge of who we were. And I know there's a lot of you out there who can relate, um, who've seen or heard of Taj Tariq Bay before. They even have been your first introduction to more science, okay? And we have the brother here with us today. I'm gonna ask some questions and also gonna ask, um, have some questions that people submitted may be able to take some questions from the chat so go ahead and type them if we can't get to them this time we'll go ahead and take them down and if we can have the brother back on again maybe we can ask him in another session so go ahead and um type whatever you want to ask and uh just want to say if it wasn't for for brothers like Taj who've been out here in the streets actually putting in work teaching more science teaching nationality for all of this time I mean, most of us wouldn't even know, you know, they're helping to open up the floodgates. So that's that's what's going on right now. And I'm going to go ahead and bring the brother in right now. Islam, good Peace brother. Time. Islam, Islam. Islam. Uh, I want to greet you and I want to thank you for the hard work that you've been doing. And I want to start off by by saying to the brothers and sisters out there, particularly the youth who are coming in, is that don't look at the movement as different sides look at the movement as a divine and national movement that has a Rotarian complexion and teaches government, civics, metaphysics, and spiritual divine law principles. What appears to be with many people, divisions comes from the infiltration of the movement by J. Edgar Hoover and Calvin Coolidge to dis dismember the order, and many people who tell the real history are often looked at as renegades, if you get the point. And many who have maintained uh, what is typically referred to um, as Temple Moors in a sense, which is just a misnomer, have been playing it safe. And, and many of them pretend that the movement did not have a civic foundation and they try to defend their position doing so. And in doing so, it appears to people who are becoming uh, interested in the movement that there's a division, but the division actually has to do with what is known as the sellout. And that is where they've been uh, um, actually making some of the teachings as if it's a reverse church. And, and so this is again why many people when they go to some of the temples have after a while rejected it and left because it contradicts what Nobu Ali has been teaching. And anyone with intelligence recognizes that themselves. Um, and unfortunately, many of the youth out there haven't, and I wanna say this to you too, um, in, the, in the papers um, for uh, uh, verification for Adam and uh, ministry, many, anyone who's a grand chief on the papers that says hedges and highways, they're supposed to take this information to the hedges and highways to the people. And what many of them have done, they've made little clubs 
and often don't even associate with each other in their own temples. And so I recognized long ago that, the, that our people were being betrayed. That was my position. And so I founded the Roundtable officially in 1982, and I started taking it to the people because I felt they were betrayed, and I felt the prophet was betrayed, and I felt that the movement was betrayed. That has always been my position. But I still go to the temples, and I still support the temple because it's our institution. But what I do not do is lie about it and try to just paint a beautiful picture and then send people there and get them destroyed when they get disappointed and see that many of these people are compromised and some people don't want to have the guts to tell the truth that many of them are apparently compromised. It don't mean that we're against them. We're definitely not against the temple. We're protecting the integrity of the movement and the temple, and we do the best that we can to bring documented information to the people who are cheated out of it for decades. And for those who've been blocking the information, they would troll us and attack us as if we were against the temple. And it's not true. I want that very clear. I'm definitely with you on that. I wanted to um, ask you a question. Um, we were speaking on this over the phone a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know if you remember, but um, it's a two part question. Um, is it possible in your eyes to put the Moorish divine and national movement back um, put to put it into action under that umbrella? of the, the more science temple, like moving towards one cause, like, is that wishful thinking? Well, let's look at this now. Uh, and, and I want to make this available to you too, because we're going to talk some more, you know, privately, and I'm going to make sure that you have some other information that you don't have to go by hearsay documents. If you understand. Okay. Uh, so because it is brothers like yourself who have the courage and the honor to take your time and to do platforms like you're doing, to take this bridge of information to the youth who have been constantly cheated, you know, and uh, and I'm glad you're doing it objectively. And I'm and and like I, I tell Dre, you know, look at this movement with an objective mind, just like you're a reporter. Take no biases, take no sides. Just look at facts. But when you come to conclusions, don't deny the conclusions. And, you know, and, and, it's, and it's not unlike our people in general. You know how, like, our, our scholars do research and they find a lot of the great things that we've done and then they blow them up and then pretend that we never did things out of order. If you get the point, you know, patting each other yeah. on the back. That is not true. We must look at the higher self and the lower self, recognize what we're dealing with and do the best we can to clean this mess up so the coming generations will have a chance at life. But so many people are so selfish and they're so egotistical and looking for titles. They're more interested in imagery than they are in curing problems. Uh -huh. And when you stay objective, you see a fault, do the best you can to fix it for the ge generations to come. Because nature does not recognize person or station or image or title. Okay. All right. And um, over the phone, you were, you were really going in about about the sellouts and the different issues that you were encountering in the, within the temple. Can you touch on that? Uh, when I came now, um, let me, let me give you a, a, a quick background, you know, for yourself. Okay. When I was young, you know, I had a, 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 my father was a reader. And so we always had books around the house. And so my father wouldn't even go to the bathroom without a book. And so I picked up that, you know, habit, just like we all did, you know, that's what I was exposed to. 
And uh, I had I had a, a, a very solid library at the age of seven, seven and a half, my own library. You know, and I used to go collect old books because I, I just liked them. It felt like I was collecting things that I that belonged to me, you know, even though they were too sophisticated for me. But at any rate, um, a lot of things that you learn when you're young, when you're reading uh, um, older books and old dictionaries, um, you get you have availed to you information that later comes out. And that's what occurred with me. Uh, and over the years, as I uh, came into different organizations, you know, from the church to to the uh, to the Jehovah's Witness to uh, Muhammad's mosque, uh, then to the temple. One thing I found out common um, by me already being in a pattern of you know, research by default. In other words, I didn't deal with scholarship because I sought to deal with scholarship. It was by default, you know, because what we did at the house, you know. Um, I would always come in conflict because I knew how to research. And when things were not what they um, are said to be in their foundation, I could quickly find out. And I quickly recognized that, um, and I think you probably experienced this too, how many people in different organizations are always talking about they have the truth, and they're bringing the truth to our people, but you see the conditions of our people never change. And so, to me, if you got something right, you just, everything can't keep coming out wrong, if you get the point. Mm. Meaning that if everybody else got a calculator and a cash register, they'll stay full and ours keep on being empty. We got to reconsider what we're doing. You know, and it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It means maybe we don't understand what we're dealing with. And I always take that position. Now, when I was about uh, 13 years old, you know, my father was a barber and some people used to come to the house and get their, their uh, hair cut instead of, you know, at the, um, at the shop. And a Reverend Brown was one of my father's friends and, and customers. And my dad, you know, in, in, in my generation, you know, you never opened your mouth around adults unless they told you to. Because uh, there's a, a, a family respect, you know, that you don't mm -hmm. see now, if you get the point. And I remember Islam. Reverend Brown was, was debating with my father about the Bible. Now, at that time, I was about 13, but I had over 13 old Bibles, even a couple of them with human skin. I had Bibles when King James was Prince James. I, had, uh, <laughs> I, I already knew when I was 13 that there was over 136 different transliterations of the Bible at that time around 1936. You know, so I, I was up on stuff like that. So anyway, my father called me in. Because they were debating while he was cutting his hair. And, of course, I blew his stuff out of the water. And so Reverend Brown asked my father, could I um, do Sunday school around, around the church on Main Street, 2nd and Main, because the children, uh, you know, didn't like to stay in the church. So I, I started, um, he asked my mom, and they agreed, and I started doing Sunday school. Within weeks, they needed more chairs downstairs because I would do, do research. I would print stuff out. <laughs> In school, and they used to have these barrel copiers. You know, you turn these barrel blue stuff anyway. Um, the first so-called print copiers. And my teacher' name was Miss Holman in in the fifth grade. And I would do research. So I was literally actually younger than thirteen. Yeah, because I was fifth grade. Miss Holman used to do. It. Yeah, that's right. All right. And um, but anyway, I I I knew um, Yahshua. I knew his name was. I knew about the Nicene Council. One and two, I knew about 325. I knew about the, the codes for uh, casting out the window. I, I had a whole background on that when I was a teenager. 
But anyway, um, so what occurred was the children uh, uh, not only wanted to come to Sunday school, we needed more chairs. And so the parents started coming downstairs to see what was going on because the people started coming downstairs and Reverend Brown, they was up on the first floor and they was doing, you know, huff, puff, jumping across the stage and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And, but anyway, within a month, you know, it became obvious that there was a contradiction because I was giving information and they were giving huff and puff and uh, oh, the Lord uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so they closed it down. They closed down Sunday school because it was getting more attention than the, the main church. And I was hurt, you know, because a lot of children, I, you know, we developed friendship with them in the neighborhood. But that was my first experience of, of beginning to recognize that these people, you know, that, that hard lesson as a child, that they ain't really about the truth. They're mm -hmm. not really about information. They ain't really about the history. They're, they're about the finances and they're about imagery and they're about BSing the people and playing on people's emotions. And they, as a matter of fact, they promote emotionalism, faking it as spiritualism. I recognize that as a child. Yeah. And of course, that same thing carried on when I went with, uh, I started going to the Kingdom Hall with my cousinette and my cousin Mark, who was in the in in um uh in the Kingdom Hall out on Westfield Avenue in uh, Camden, uh, uh, in Jersey area. Um, and within six months, they wanted to prepare me for ministry. But of course, I had old books from the 1800s with the Bible Tract Society with Charles Rutherford, who was a Mason, who set up the old Bible Tract Society that became the uh, uh, Jehovah's Witness. So I knew the whole background. And I knew the history. And he had started it to, to, to uh, counter some of the corruption that the, uh, that the Christian doctrines and, and, and um, um, dogma systems had misrepresented the Bible, etc. Uh, and a, a lot of the things that, that you see in those early books of the Bible Tract Society were kind of like what we talk now. So there was a contradiction. So it didn't take me long to stop going there. After that, I went to service. And as soon as I went into the BS, they started the, bull, the BS with me. You already know I was in fights every week. As soon as they started that Negro stuff with me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so when I came out of service, I went into the Nation of Islam. Within six months, I was assistant minister under Harrison in Camden, New Jersey at, at uh, Temple Number. They, at that time, it wasn't a mosque. It was called Temple. Temple of Islam, Temple Number 10 <laughs> on Broad and Chestnut. And uh, Jeremiah was uh, over here in Philly, where I'm at now. Um, and, of course, a lot of my friends, very quickly, most of the big-time celebrities, you know, come to my house. Joe Tex, the singer, Muhammad Ali, got pictures of him eating at my house with my son, you know, when, when, my, when Hannibal was a baby. So I already know that when, you know, we're talking just like we're talking right now, they're very pragmatic. And what they talk on the floors, it ain't what they talk in private, if you get the whole point. So it didn't take me long after investing in two restaurants uh, uh, on Broad and Cane Avenue and Broad and Chestnut and watching the BS that I left that too for the same daggone reasons. Um, then um, later on, uh, the real, um, I was taking my son Taj to the, a babysitter, and I met um, who you know as Grand Sheik Daria Bay. And her family's been in the temple since, like, even before, you know, the, the, the Moorish temple was established. You know, they, they got, they, they're back in the centuries, if you get the whole point. Because you have a lot of people that were conscious before the temple 
was officially established, if you get the point. And she's in, ge in generations. And she um, gave me um, the questionnaire and the uh, Circle 7 Koran, and I read them, and I always had this habit when I was growing up. I would dive into literature. You know how you, you, know how you have these little imaginary things when you're growing up? I would dive into the books, and I'd come from the backside of the book almost like it's water, and you, and you, you read it from the backside. And when you do mm -hmm. that, you take on the spirit of the writer. You also can sense what they, what they write, what they think. Well, that's just me. You know, I'm not putting mm -hmm. that out for someone else. That's, I've always done that when I was a child, you know. And so I, I immediately always felt immediately that Drawley was betrayed before I even got nationalized. And I told Jerry, I said, look, when I come in, because she kept insisting, I said, I'm coming in fighting. I'm telling you already. You know, meaning that I ain't going for the BS. You get the point? Mm -hmm. As soon as I smell BS, I, believe me, I come with it. And, yeah. and, you know, and of course, that makes me unpopular with leadership guys because I don't, I don't yeah. buy the gold bull and I don't take no badges. I, you know, they can't buy me. So I, I, I've, I've always been in the circles, but I never cooperate, if you get the point. I always try right. to you know, uh, uh, pick up the, 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 uh, the people who I see them trying to put their hands in their pockets. I'd always try to protect them. And, of course, that made me very unpopular with them, to, even to this day. Uh, and so ground on where I got to where I'm at right now, my attitude and how I teach. And research because I, I I do research and I always look at things objectively. And my position is this: we did great things and we did not so great things. Tell the true history about how we are, where we got to where we are. The best you know, do some research, share it with the youth because so many people are cheating them, so that they can come in and start cleaning this mess up. Because the divine law will not forgive us if we keep lying. If you get the point. And we will not be successful if we allow the infiltration of the temple and the misrepresentation of this temple continue without checks and balances. Are we clear? I yield the floor. I'm with you. Islam. The mic went out. Okay. Now, were there any curiosity questions from, from the uh, listeners, from the chat? See, uh... It looks like everybody's just agreeing. Um, I do have some questions though to ask. So, um, okay. Uh, hang on. Somebody just asked how you get, how can I get a copy of more Mexican and Christians? Moors and Moors and Mexicans. That's the uh, book that I wrote. That, um, that the Mexicans. Let me give you a background on that too. Um, when I was uh, going to New York. In Harlem at the theater, we were teaching up there, and you know we established a school up there, the Moorish History School, which um, has been running for like nine years and is just now pretty pretty much closing down now, at the um, in Harlem. Um, there's a whole um, a whole a group of body games uh, in Harlem who nationalized and been active, and uh, when the Europeans were criticizing or calling the Mexicans aliens and talking about the jobs and stuff years ago, I had already written some history because I, you know, some synopsis history, but mostly I had done the, the lesson books actually for my children. And the Mexican community, because uh, uh, the stations up there were, they were having a, a, a few 
uh, stations in New York do some interviews with some of the Mexicans, and they asked the uh, Bordican community to get in contact with me, could they use that book for reference? And so they used that book for reference and busted them Europeans. Uh, so that's that book, Moors and Mexicans. Um, you'll be able to get that soon from the House of Reawakening Mind, as well as um, um, from uh, the Truth News, um, also a new site that we're doing um, in Baltimore area. Um, so I'll be uh, touching bases with you soon, and I'll make um, make those books available to anyone who wants them. Okay, since you're on that topic, um, somebody else. Um, since you're on that topic, somebody else had asked uh, Oscar Solis L. said if he's if he was born since he was born in the states, his parents were born and raised in Mexico. What is he specifically? A Moro, a Moreno, a Moor? Now. I, I, I suggest to him and all, all Moorish Americans and all people curious to read chapter 47 of the Circle 7 Quran, et cetera, and that gives you the aggregate geographical territories of the Moorish Empire. If you're in the Americas, you're a Moor. Okay, so you answered another question. Somebody just asked about the, um, the history of Haiti, like as far as... Um, the Islamic influence in Haiti and um, the Moorish history in Haiti. And this, uh, yes. And uh, this is also what I'm going to send to you. I'm going to send you uh, a copy of um, some of the speeches of early Senate and show you that Matuaka, who, who they've been lying to our people, calling her Pocahontas, that she was a potentist and she was Muslim. And when they hung her picture in the Senate floor, they read a poem, you know, in her favor, one of her favorite poems, talking about, you know, uh, the, the spirituality. And of course, and it has Allah. So when people think that Islam is only on one side of this water, their concepts are incorrect. The other deal of it is when the concepts of what they think Islam is, from the perspective that's generally shown on the eastern side, their concepts are incorrect about what Islam is. Just like uh, all of your so-called religious creeds, you have dogma sides, and then you have scientific or, or documented sides dealing with metaphysical science or the workings of nature. And so when you're dealing with uh, the Muslims of the North Gate, or what you call in the Western Hemisphere, they're less dogmatic, except for, you know, uh, uh, those of us who have lost the culture, but they're more scientific, if you get the point, dealing with the workings of nature. And so um, when you're looking at the ancient uh, Islam, you're looking at science distinguished from dogmatic ritualism. Okay. All right. What would you advise for like, um, for Moors that are, that are coming into this and uh, Moors that are coming into the temple? Like for me, for example, um, we just joined the Moore Science Temple earlier this year, but we've been studying more science, me and my wife, for like 13 years or, or longer. Okay. So what, what would you advise for, for um, people coming in, you know, of all ages? You know, it's um, especially like since you were saying earlier that there's a need to, to fix things. There's a, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Yes. Now, this is what I would suggest, and, and, and everyone listening, take notes. Read carefully the divine warning by the prophet for the nations 
and do yourself a favor. Take each paragraph and break it down separately and do a report on it like you used to do in third and fourth grade, like a book report. Take all primal words and primal statements, which means each paragraph usually embodies a body of thought. Write the major issue or subject matter of the thought and do research on it. Don't go past any words that you do not comprehend or understand. Make sure you have an older Oxford dictionary. Make sure you have a dictionary or two or three on the etymology of the English language. Make sure that you can find a seven language dictionary so that you can do transliteration studies and always go back to words in the context of when they were written based on its etymological truth so that you're not deceived by people that keep trying to tell you that P is rain when they're putting it on you. All right. And after that, read the uh, prophet's message, the historical message to America. Um, now, um, I went to Chicago and did research on a microfilm, so I won't put that on everyone, but try to do as much research as you can on Nova Drale and recognize that he uh, presented this movement, divine and national movement, at just that, divine and national. He dealt with the politicians in relationship to the Moorish movement and to the Moors of, of North America. All the things that he actually did in relationship to the divine and national movement are not practiced today, which is why many Moors are suffering abuses by the corporate operatives because they were put in power to make law and they've been doing everything but that. They spend more time criticizing people who doing the work themselves. Outside of that, most of the people didn't even know their daggone existed. Hmm. The well. other deal of it, read Caveat Emptor. Um, and those as an exercise, read them as an exercise. Also read the additional Constitution and bylaws and analyze why he did it. Why would he do additional Constitution and bylaws? That's because of them infiltrators. Also, a direct letter that the prophet has sent out that he commanded to be read before every meeting that I published in the paper uh, in 201 also made, made the Grand Seats and the Moorish movement mad at me because they were supposed to be reading that to the people. And they pretend that the civic operations of this movement never existed. Keep that in mind. So a lot of those things they need to know now, so when they, the, with the youth coming in, you must come in with the, with the knowledge and the idea and the principle, as the prophet said, protect I, your prophet, and your, your Moorish movement. He said the world will not recognize the movement without him as the head. And he said the world recognizes you by your connection to the Moorish divine and national movement. The temple is a part of the movement. The temple is not the nation. And don't ever get that twisted because people have been misrepresenting it that way to try to control people and to keep them dumb and naive while they stick their hands in their pocket, collect finances and do nothing. The other deal is do much research you can do and recognize why, you know, use your common sense. The prophet Nobudrali said our press, i.e., and you know the prophet had a couple of presses and the newspaper 
the Moorish guide, and also the monitor. And he said, that press is the most powerful weapon in the hand of our group. I don't have to tell you why it doesn't exist anymore. Um, and as a matter of fact, they started printing one recently, and that's because of the pressure from the people, because they're trying to gain, regain credibility. He said, that's most, our most powerful weapon. That's the first thing they tore apart and junked it as soon as the prophet got out of the way. And yet they're always claiming to love the prophet. So I don't take them serious. Take the movement serious and understand that this is your nation. That is your birthright. No one can own it. And when they treat it like they own it, dismiss them. I yield the Islam. Floor. Islam. Okay. Um, that was great. I have another question for you. Um, it's from Terrence Parker L. Said Islam Taj, are you familiar Islam. with are you familiar with the affidavit filed by the Prophet in the Herds Revised Statute as well as the Religious Corporation Act 1875? Yes. Now let's make this very clear to everyone. Nobudrali, they had a special meeting July the 20th of 1928 because the movement had been infiltrated and they were trying to undermine him and undermine the movement. He adopted the religious affidavit to protect the movement because people were coming from all walks of life. And one of the major things that was supposed to be done that the Grand Sheiks and Sheikhs of the Moorish Holy Temple of Science were to do was to put everything in trust to protect it from the hypothecation practices that were initiated, starting with uh, um, 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 Woodrow Wilson and later to be uh, enforced uh, to a greater degree by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Um, and so he adopted, they had a special meeting July the 20th, 1928, and they re adopted the religious affidavit. Now, when you study the religious, the religious uh, uh, laws principles is that actually, and you study Hurd's law, he actually set up government. So people's concepts of what they thought is the religious affidavit is incorrect. And so, so that the people would not be confused, he said, remember this, Islam is law, order, and governmental principles. Now, and he also said, we are teaching our people those things necessary to make them better citizens. That's called civics. And registered the Moorish Temple of Science as a civic organization. You can see it right in the, in, in the uh, literature, in the, the historical message. And people who have betrayed him pretend that the whole civic foundation of this movement never existed. Hmm. Now keep in mind from 19 and 13 up until 19 and 28, July the 20th. And this is because of the infiltration that this op this major operation of the Morsi Bond national movement was based around metaphysics or what you call divine law and international law principles preparing us to take our places amongst the affairs of men. That's called international consular venue. Anybody that knows civics and governmental structure knows that. Now, keep this date in mind, July the 20th, 1928. July the 20th, 1929, to the day, one year later, they assassinated him. That religious affidavit only had one year, didn't even have a chance to settle in before they got Duali out of the way. And they pretend that that religious affidavit expresses the whole movement, which is a misconception. I yield the floor. All right, Islam. Okay, Kevin Jasper Bay was asking, he's saying that you're the only person that he's heard say this, that Noble Duali bankrupted the United States uh, 
corporation that was serving yes. out of Guam. Can you yeah, expound, expound on that? Yeah, let me explain so you'll understand. Now, people who don't understand history will not understand that concept, if you get the point. It's not that he did it directly. He did it by his actions. Now, I'll also make sure that you get the incorporation papers of the United States Service Corporation of 1925. And keep in mind, he registered the Moorish Holy Temple of Science as a civic organization, 1925-1926. A synopsis real quick. Uh, and this is for people who don't know the history. And remember, Drawley said, the half has not been told. If I told you everything, you would go back to sleep. He also reminded us to go back to that state of mind of our ancient mothers and fathers. That's another way of telling us that our concepts at this time are all wrong. We're building concepts around contemporary social engineering perspectives, including the language constructed to regulate and to manage it. You can't take that language and that thought process retroactive and be valid. No different than we can't talk about 1918 and talk about I-10 phones. It ain't happening. It's out mm -hmm. of sequence. You know, and so the point of it is when you go back, you'll see that during the Lincoln administration, Abraham Lincoln, who was the last president for the republic, by virtue of fatwa, which is called Moorish law, because the American Constitution comes from Muslim law, that's a fact. Now, when you do the research, plus Barack H. Obama exposed that, too, to the world. And you already know he's a constitutional lawyer, and he's Kenyan. And he also showed the true American flag when they came back from uh, Egypt. And he exposed that the American Constitution comes from Muslim law. Now, keep in mind uh, that Abraham Lincoln, being a member of the Bar Association, by law could not hold the organic seat of the president for the United States, the organic states of the Union, in relationship to the republic order set up by Muslims and Christians to stop the hundreds of years' wars between the Muslims and the Christians at North America. That's what the organic constitution is and the republic distinguished distinguished from the u.s democracy platform which was later established so in uh 1860 when lincoln ran for president they ran him on the platform of the united states service corporation which is a corporation that benjamin franklin registered in france in 1754 these are facts that all adams know you know they won't teach the people that because they have to admit that the Moorish movement is civic in nature. So to avoid uh, 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 proving that they've been lying all this time, they stay away from this information. That's why a lot of them are upset with me for exposing this information, that they should have been telling these people decades ago so they have a clearer understanding of what they are to do, who they are to align with, who they are to pay taxes to, how to protect the profit and their movement, how to protect their birthright. They don't even teach them how to protect their birthright. They teach them that it's a religion, a belief system. But anyway, so they ran Abraham Lincoln on that political platform called the United States Service Corporation. It's a trading company registered in France. Um, Lincoln ran on that uh, platform and by virtue of that, that gave him access to the 19 enumerated powers that were promised to the North Gate under the, the uh, treaties with the Queen of England. As you know, the United States is a colony, if you get the point. 
It is not a country, it's a colony. However, as the Moorish government was falling, um, they agreed, uh, and this is with the um, Ordinance of 1787 called the Northwest Ordinance of 1787. And so you're dealing with the Treaty of Peace and Friendship, 1786, the Northwest Ordinance, 1787, the first signing and acceptance of the Constitution from Muslim Law, 1788, the verification and adoption of the Constitution from Muslim Law, 1789. That's the George Washington administration. And of course, you know, he converted all the Bonnevilles into the states. That's why George Washington is promoted falsely as the first president and the so-called father of the European side of their corporate nation. And they've been promoting that fraud ever since, when he was actually the ninth president. Now, let's, let's go up to the Lincoln administration. They ran Lincoln on the, uh, US, the United States Service Corporation uh, platform. In, in, in 1860, he quickly recognized that they were using him to undermine the republic. He deliberately bankrupted the United States Service Corporation because they were enforcing what is known as the Secret Treaty of Verona to undermine and overthrow the republic. This also put a tag on his back. Also, keep in mind, when Lincoln was a lawyer, 1855, the William Dungy case, that was the, the case of distinguishing between Moors and Blacks mm -hmm. and Negroes. That's 1855. And, you know, that also put a tag on his back. Yeah. That's why when you go through the microfilm and you look at the early newspapers and the satire, they would have Abraham Lincoln dressed in Moorish garb with his scimitar. <laughs> All of these things, the more the young Moors need to know this real history. So now when Lincoln bankrupted that United States Service Corporation, whose platform he was run on, uh, that platform lived up until 1913. And pay attention to these dates. They, re they, they registered a new United States Corporation company in Guam, Puerto Rico, and the Philippines a private foreign for profit human trafficking corporation not a country and so that lived into 1913 and keep this in mind so lincoln bankrupted that one didn't he now uh, a man named noble Ali from the anayamwia or what you call cherokee uh, uh, uh confederation uh commanded that the queen of england stop the Negro brand stuff and honor their obligation to the treaty and the Constitution. Now, I know them brand sheets don't tell the people like that, but I'm telling them like that so they can understand the politics, if you get the point. Um, low battery. Can you plug it in? All right. We're going outside because the, the, the phones went down. Hold on. All right. All right. Okay. Well, you're going in. Right, so yeah. Now, now, keep in mind, so with that, you, you turned it out. Hang on, everybody. Yeah, believe the light on. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's going outside and get his, he's going to go get his charger for the phone. All right. All right. All right. I'm going, I'm going with him. Hold on. All right. Hang on, everybody. All right. Yeah, I don't. All right, now, now keep yet. in mind and, and, and take notes on this. Now, so that corporation that Lincoln bankrupted, members uh, um, of the Circle Church, that's the Chancery, 
on Fleet Street, England, and representatives of the Queen of England and the P2 Masons of the Vatican met off Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia, and they sold the residuals of that corporation shell to them. Are we clear? That was Woodrow Wilson, Woodrow Wilson administration. That corporation, that uh, uh, that corporation, uh, died in in the year nine. That everybody's familiar with. Um, can you repeat that? When you said what year the corporation died, it um went out. Yeah, the corporation, the corporation that that Lincoln had bankrupted, that they reestablished in Puerto Rico and. All right, hang on, everybody. Name along. I'm just I'm talking like an objective reporter. All right. Name no Ali in 1913 set up the old Canaanite temple, and isn't it interesting that that corporation crashed in 1913? You got to you got to fix that. Yeah, we that we know that's not a coincidence. Isn't it interesting that that corporation crashed in 1913? Now yeah. that corporation lived up until 1925 and it, uh, uh, a man named Noble Jolly registered the old Canaanite temple uh, uh, which became the Moorish Holy Temple of Science, a civic organization in 1925 and 1926 which you will see on the back of the questionnaire uh, on the authority, ETC and the United States Corporation again right, 1925 they, they covered it up they covered it up until 1928 when it couldn't when it when uh, it couldn't be maintained. 1928. This is when Noble Jolly had the special meeting on July the 20th because of the infiltration by J. Edgar Hoover and Calvin Coolidge, etc. And of course, the uh, stock market crashed, etc. And in 1933, uh, after they got Jolly out of the way. Uh, um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Skull and Bones, they, they, they pledged all birth certificates, marriage certificates, and all the people's property, and including their labor, to the Queen of England via the Federal Reserve, etc. And we've been dealing with that stuff ever since. So 1913, when Noble Jolly established the old Canaanite Temple, that, that corporation crashed. 1925, he registered this, the, as a civic organization, the Moorish Holy Temple of Science, it crashed then, but they covered it up. And so you'll see the crash with the executive orders talking about 1928. Well, it crashed in 1925 because I have their incorporation papers because they had to re-register. And, and, and they've been pumping ever since 1860, uh, 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 71, since February the 2nd, pumping that United States Service Corporation as a country. And that's the fraud that people believe to this very day instead of recognizing that they're standing on Morocco, their own land. I yield the floor. All right. On, since, you, um, since you touched on that, I want to show you this document from um, 1868, I believe, and um, see if you could expound on this and tie this in like so that it makes sense for people. Um, can you see this? I, I, I can't see it really good, but hold on. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zoom in on it. All right. Um, can you see it now? I, 
I can I can barely see. Uh, we're, we're in the car outside, actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Basically, this is. Um, uh, make sure. Uh, make sure that you uh, uh, later on send me a copy because I'm gonna do some analysis and research, and I'll give you. I'll I'll come back to you in the future, and after I do some research and and, and bust that down. All right. All right. Okay, we can come back to that next. I'm gonna go ahead and ask another question. Um, okay, so would you say, all right, because we we've heard people talking about consulates. Um, can you expound on that? Like, what should we be setting up consulates? Do we need them? Is that is that um is that a tool that we could use to our benefit? About what? Say it again. Consulates. Oh, now hold on. I want everyone to pay attention to this. Read the divine constitution and bylaws, right? All right. Also, read the uh, uh, the divine warning by the prophet for the nations. Am I correct? Correct. Didn't the prophet command all Moorish Americans and said, help me in my great missionary work to bring my people back into the constitutional fold of government, enforcing our constitution for the United States of America? Didn't he say that directly? Islam. All right. Now, if you're enforcing that Constitution, and that's the great missionary work of this Moorish movement, is in Article 3, Section 2, the, the section of that Constitution that deals with diversity of nationality. Islam. Isn't the, the platform around the world with the nations of the earth, when you're dealing with diversity of nationality, the consular venue, according to that Constitution, which is universal and Rotarian around the world? Islam. So that's a constitutional court when we're supposed to be dealing with those issues. Now, let's deal with Act 1 of the Divine Constitution and Bylaws of the Moorish Science Temple of America and the Moorish Holy Temple of Science. Doesn't it say that the Grand Sikh, it'll say the chairman, moderator, chairman, and, and, and that goes down with the Grand Sikh and assistant Grand Sikhs of the Moorish Science Temple of America are put in power to make law and to enforce law if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. And it is known by the members, all the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, aren't they put in power to make law and, and enforce that law? Islam. Islam. Have they been enforcing that constitution? It's a good if question. A track record where they have been enforcing that constitution. No. Of course it has not been. Is that not called treason of office? Yeah. Has anybody charged them with treason and misprision of office? No, they have not, have they? Nope. You see the problem? And Moorish Americans have been suffering all kinds of abuses that were supposed to stop when they get nationalized. And these grand chiefs and assistant grand chiefs were supposed to be doing what? Putting these people in check. Have they been putting them in check? Nope. Didn't the prophet say in the divine warning by the prophet for the nations, he said, for those of you who don't believe that the program that I have for the redemption of my people and the citizens are correct, go to those who know law. Didn't the prophet say that? Islam. Didn't these people keep telling the people that Drawley didn't teach law or civics? Don't they keep telling them people that? Yeah, I've heard that. I've, I've heard no, people say that. Because they yeah. have not been enforcing mm -hmm. the law. And because if they tell the truth about the prophet, you'll see that you got a lot of traitors amongst you, and you'll see why a lot of prophet, a lot of Moorish Americans are suffering this day. They're getting thrown out of their houses, they're getting profiled and every daggone thing else with no defense whatsoever. All right. Islam. And so what is the venue? 
The venue is called Consular, and Consular deals with diversity of nationality. Now, when they got that nationality card, wasn't that the first instrument that shows diversity of nationality? Islam. Is that not true? Yes. And why do they act like that isn't diversity? Why? Because it's constitutional. And so when they got that nationality card, they're supposed to declare the enforcement of that constitution. That's Article 3, Section 2. Everybody read it for yourself. Okay. Islam, thank you. Okay. So um, that's not optional, is it? That's not no. opinion, is it? It makes sense. No, it's fact. That's what I'm saying. Yes. You know, be like I'm saying with everybody, be objective. And this is why we've always pushed that because the Moors are, are have been have been regulated under the 14th Amendment Christian Black Codes, which is why they've been continuously suffering. And these grand seats and, and assistant grand seats and moderators and, chair, and chairmen and grand governors of this Moors movement have sat back on their butts collecting finance from these Moors have not been enforcing that constitution and Moorish Americans and people in our community who should know their birthright have been suffering injuries from all of these foreign European corporate operatives and cities all around this country. While these people have been sitting on their keisters criticizing people who've been really been doing the work. Okay. All right. Islam, I think thank you for a lot of questions that. for a lot of people. Uh-huh. And you understand right. why a lot of them don't like me because I won't play with them. Islam. All right. Can I ask you another question? Go ahead. All right. Okay. Uh, this is from the internet. All right. Uh, somebody wants to know about traveling, passports. Uh, what's your take on it? And how uh, would one go about uh, attain obtaining one without our appellation? Well, this is one of the things that, that, that we've been doing. And you know, for years, for over 25 years, we would do mock courts, you know, around the country as we've been traveling with the people, try to get them to understand the issue of jurisdiction. I would suggest before they do anything, study the seven points of challenging jurisdiction, study in personum jurisdiction, study subject matter jurisdiction, study territorial jurisdiction, study constitution principles and understand that those instruments are supposed to be issued and I, I, I unfortunately must tell the truth should have been issued from the different temples which are really regencies which are really consular venues this is why i'm suggesting that the people really study and establish in their territories consular court they don't have to establish it from an idea that is an idea. It is already their obligation. It already exists. The people have not been activating because it's actually supposed to come from your own venue. You see the point? Until then, we keep subjecting ourselves to the foreign corporations. This is why we keep having all these different problems. However, in relationship to the people's right of travel, all Supreme Court cases that deal with that right deal with the Republic principle of the people's rights not to be converted into crimes or licenses and and the passport operations that they've been doing is for ships only not for the living men and women and it comes under the 14th amendment however in relationship to the people being forced to contract i always teach them and suggest to them to learn contract law and learn how to live within contracts while at the same time 
forcing these people who are holding these positions to do their jobs and clean this mess up so we won't even have to have this kind of crap going on because this stuff should have been solved 70 years ago islam on that note on that same note um i have a question from the supreme grand secretary okay um what do you think the temple administration should begin to do right now to correct what you um what you're saying is an error um how do you think the constitution and bylaws should be uh enforced this is this is simpler uh and i say this to everyone coming in go to your more science temple of america and and do not let them get away with continuing continuing doing that testimonial type stuff now now you already know that the temples this is also going with their charters every temple by by order of the prophet Ali, must not maybe not a good idea must have a school and i don't have to tell you that they haven't been doing that because the, the history and the documentation will will tell you everything of course they have not done that and so the things are not in place and this is what makes it unfortunate because people like yourself and myself and andre and others you know who've been doing the best that we can to take this information to the people have been having to you know sacrifice our personal lives to get this information to the people since the people who have been put in place have not been doing their job and no one has been holding them to their obligations and responsibilities so my charge is this the people must study and become competent in their own right and what we have been doing is doing the best we can to share information with them in order to get them as independent from corrupt government as possible the government operations at north america have become totally corrupt including all organizations that have that have become colored too which is why we lack uh, progress. However, in accordance with the principle of constitution principles, when people in government position breach their trust and fail to, exer to exercise their duties to protect and to secure the rights unalienable of the people, and keep in mind, government doesn't give rights. Government has one obligation, and that is obligations and duties to secure the people's rights. And what they have done, they've been acting like they own the people's rights. And the people have been groomed to that mentality. And because the people have been groomed to that mentality, they have not taken responsibility that the rights already reverted back to them. And by them being incompetent in civics, they don't recognize their self-responsibility to put their stuff in trust and start enforcing that constitution. The point of it is, is that they must learn civics and everyone around the country must start their little study groups and start teaching serious constitution and civic classes. Until that is done, the people will continue to suffer in many areas and they will continue to demonstrate incompetence. And answers like, you know, like we're giving right now is not satisfactory. They must be educated in civics. That is the answer. All right. Islam. Islam. And no words, self-responsibility and then get together with other responsible Moors and then get something done. And that way you can protect whatever organizations you have from corrupt leadership. And remember, that's why Juali did caveat enter. They should have got some of these people out of them seats decades ago. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, before you were born, this information should have been out to the people. It should have been common knowledge like the wind and the rain.
Islam, Islam. Okay, and thank you for that. I have one uh, another question. Um, can you uh, can you expound on foreign trust? Foreign. The reason why you do foreign trust, uh, uh, it, it is a matter of understanding jurisdictions. Now, one of the things that the European corporate operatives have been doing falsely since February the second of eighteen seventy one have been promoting with all their secret societies and their educational systems set up by John D. Rockefeller and Frederick T. Gates in 1902, have been promoting the misconception that the United States is a, cor is a country and not a corporation. That must be cleared in everybody's mind before you can start liberating them in a political platform. If they're not clear on that, guess what? In the civic world, you ain't going to do nothing with them. They must be clear on that. And they must be uh, taught those fundamental things, like the prophet said, uh, to make them better citizens. Uh, now, repeat your question, because I want to put that in context of what I said. All right. OK, so that question was just asking about foreign trust. Like, how how can we use it? Should we use that? That now, issue? No, uh, the, the point that I want to make with you is why foreign. That, uh, that, so I want you to rephrase the question. Because okay. if you want, if the people understand diversity of nationality, they understand diversity means a consular platform by which you deal with someone who has an adverse position by which you are agreeing to international principles, a rule of law by which you communicate with each other. And so that means there's a sense of of independent communications that's coming from the leadership of both parties by operation of law. That's number one. And so their concepts must be coming from that perspective in the first place. Are we clear? Oh. And so that would be called because of the fact that uh, in 1933, after they got Drew Ali out of the way, it, it, in their view, in 1929, and of course their stuff crashed right after that, um, that they claimed our labor and our land and our properties and remember 1913, one of the things that Woodrow Wilson administration and Skull and Bones and Illuminati did the dark side, they converted all allodial titles and all aboriginal titles into mortgages and deeds. That took place in 1913. You can check your congressional record and you'll see that. This is another thing why people need to pay attention to dates, etc. And so most of the young Moors now never even heard of an allodial title or, or or an aboriginal title. And so you must convert all your instruments back into an aboriginal or an allodial platform, which is constitutional, distinguished from the U.S. democracy platform upon which all of your prefixed or preformed formats are constructed that give to people. And so you do a foreign trust because everything is assumed, hypothecated, and the only way to put a bridge between you and them is a trust. And you say foreign, not because foreign does not mean distance. Foreign means jurisdiction. And people need to understand that. Are we clear? And oh. anything that's not in trust, they consider it abandoned a state. That's how they operate. And everyone who studies government in operation at North America should already be aware of that. That's why we do foreign trust. Are we clear? Islam. Islam. Okay, um, we, okay, what? And also, pardon me, this is to remind everyone. 
Anyone who has property of any value that's not in trust, it is not unlike going to bed at night with your front and your back door open with all the windows open. Islam. As far as the state are concerned. And as far as they're concerned, if you don't put a fence around it, and, and, and I want you to pay attention to this too. And everybody keep this in mind. Do they notice how other nationals, including the Europeans here at North America, their families seem to develop what is called old, what they refer to as old money? Islam. And the reason they do, because they put everything in trust, because they know how the system works. And they don't teach our people those things logically because we've been to food. And then the people who betrayed Nobu Jali won't teach it because they've been part of the system of helping to rape our people. That's called the great sellout that nobody wants to talk about. That they made a Taji guy because I won't I won't play the game with them because I already know they betrayed the prophet. And all you got to do, you know how you can tell who betrayed the prophet? Them grand seeks and grand and, and grand seeks and seekers of the Earth Science Temple that did everything in their power to make sure there was no press. If you don't see a historical fact of them maintaining a press, you'll, you'll see whose side they're on. If you see them, no track record where they've been enforcing the Constitution on behalf of the Moorish Americans, you'll see who the sellout are. I don't care how nice they are. I don't care how well they dress. I don't care how well they speak. The issue is the Moorish Javana national cause and the nationality and birthright of our people that should have been defended from day one since 1916. And anyone who have not been defending the Moorish movement, the prophet, on principle, not on who they like and who they don't like, and not enforcing that constitution, I don't trust them. However, I don't reject them. They're still my brothers and sisters. But what I will not do is stand by while they deceive the young brothers and sisters that come into this movement. Islam. I'm going to stand up for them with my last breath. Islam. Okay, I have one question, right? Because, uh, okay, I'm not trying to put this all on you to act like you, you're supposed to fix everything. What can we do? How can we start enforcing these things and using the um, instruments such as the trust? And I ask that because you have people who are out here doing it by themselves and, um, you know, using information they got from yeah, the Internet. Is, How can is, we do it in, in a structured format? Yeah, this is in principle for, for all for, 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 the, for the moment. And this is back to. Um, any discipline. Remember, anything that any of us need to do, we need to study that discipline. Is that does that make logical sense to you? Islam. Yes. If, if, if we're going to be carpenters, like like for instance, I um I I used to do contracting on a major basis, and of course I'm a house doctor, and anything concerning a house I can fix basically. Now, so if we if say if we decided to do a little uh, do a little, little corporate operation with cousin and all of us stuff to, to, to transfer this information to you because we want to give them, you know, make sure that they have uh, 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 jobs and stuff like that. We cannot, we cannot hire them and take them into people's houses just because we like them. We must teach them the skills. Does that make sense? Islam, yes. Now, isn't, I'm going to repeat myself and remind you fundamental cures. The prophet said, help me in my great missionary work to bring my people back into the constitutional fold of government, enforcing our, our constitution for the United States of America. Is that not true? Islam. Is the constitution by civic law and Rotarian principle the supreme law of the land? Islam. That's the cure. Mm -hmm. So 
if you teach constitutional principles, the people would answer the question to themselves. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Okay. I have another question. Um, when did the prophet say that the United States was a corporation or when? The prophet, um, no, the prophet didn't, didn't say that. The prophet said, go back to that state of mind of your ancient mothers and fathers. The prophet also said, the half has not been told. If I told you everything, you would go back to sleep. So he's automatically telling you that everything hasn't been exposed to you. Does not make sense. Islam. So somebody give you a glass and they, and they tell you that the glass is not half full. Would you walk away acting like you got a full glass of water? No. Or juice or whatever is supposed to be in the, in the container? Mm -hmm. No. Now, so he's appealing to people who have the guts, the integrity, and the common sense that he's implied to us to study. That are, And he also said, your concepts are all wrong. So that means anybody that comes in this movement should already be aware that they're not getting all that they need, that they're going to have to do some research. And soon as you do, you will find it out yourself. Are we clear? Islam. I mean, they teach that in business school. So of course. It's, it's not a, yeah, it's not a secret. Now, now, and I say this to everyone, go research the Organic Act of Congress 1871, February the 2nd, Congressional Records. Then in the, in the divine constitution and bylaws say, being a Moorish American, you're part and parcel of this said government must live the life accordingly. Islam. Does that does that imply belief or prayer? Does that imply civic and governmental structure? Sounds to me like civic and government structure. Yeah. All right. So therefore, you will be enforcing that constitution, and soon as you do the research, you'll see the Act of Congress, 1781, where they sold the government to him to what? To institutionalize slavery. It's a private, foreign, for profit, human trafficking corporation. It's documented. Islam. Are we clear? Yes. All right. Not only okay, that, I, have another... I, I also suggest to all readers to research the motu proprio by Pope Francis, who owns the United States Corporation of 19, uh, uh, 2013, and also researched a letter from Pope Francis to Barack H. Obama, July the 14th, 2014, and you will see he's telling the people that is a private corporation. Are we clear? Islam. Meaning that Islam. these are documented facts. More, the grand sheiks of the Moorish Science Temple of America being part and parcel of this said government was supposed to teach these people these things so they wouldn't go around naively paying taxes for their own enslavement, which is what we've been doing, exactly that. Yeah, that's what I call it too, if you're you're paying no, for the course, police no, and- you don't have to call it, that, that is the fact. Meaning yeah. right now it's raining. It's soft, but it's raining here. That ain't a matter of opinion. The daggone windshield is wet. Yeah, Islam, I agree. It ain't approximately, it ain't allegedly, it ain't supposedly, it's wet. Islam. Islam. All right, um, I have another question. It's from this, 
I think the same brother who asked about uh, traveling with the passports and um, uh, I get he's asking about the practicality, like um, will, will veterans that's lose? That's what I would suggest, cutting through the chase. Uh-huh. Do what you must do. Hold them to the Constitution and sign all rights reserved with any contract that you sign with them because the right already exists with you with or without that instrument. But because they're enforcing unum sanctum, which we already know, and since the grand Sikhs of the Moorish Science Temple of America have not enforced that Constitution, Moors have been subject to 14th Amendment operations in spite of everything. So learn how to live in contracts. That's why I also tell people to study contract law. Also get Weiss's handbook on trust law and you can get it in pdf but get hard copies and study it so that a lot of the questions in relationship to trust they will have a working knowledge about it all right islam okay um okay and Jamal. Also so they can't be bs by any opportunists trying to sell them a package for some extortionist kind of fees type stuff which also exactly. they've been suffering from. Mm -hmm. All right, Islam. Uh, Jamal Bay's asking what the relationship is between the Moors and the so-called Indians in America. Uh, now, you know, how, you know how you say one of the tricks of controlling the narrative and dealing with mind control is to set up a false paradigm and make comparisons. Number one, I want anyone to name what nation of people on this planet is it is uh by pedigree named indians and what where's the indian flag and where's the indian history and where's the indian land hindustan right no that's a lie hindustan is not india so it doesn't exist of course it does not exist so moors is a pedigree indian is something that was made up after the queen of england particularly with the Christopher Colombo under the doctrine of discovery, when they defeated the Moors, they were trying to get to Madagascar and Sinde, which the Moors named Hindustan around 2000 years ago under the Mauryan dynasty, Nanda Gupta dynasty, etc. And they were trying to take over the trade routes. This is when you do research into the war records of Europe, etc. And you see uh, the fall of the Alhambra, which is called the Red House 1492. And you see them having to sail around Cape Hope, uh, uh, down the Cape of, of South Asia, which we later call Africa, which is Tamari. And, they, and, and Pedro the Moor navigated the Nino to the last of the string of islands that is called Boricane, uh, Haiti, Dominica, etc. that area. Uh, and they never reached the mainland. And then they, because they were trying to get to Hindustan, etc., the Europeans said, we will call them West Indians. That's how we start being called Indians. We're not Indians. North America, Central America, and the islands are not Indians. And you do the research into the, uh, the shipping logs and records, and you'll see that the Arawak and Taino, mainly the Arawak, and that would be called the Carib Moors, etc. That would be mostly Haiti, Trinidad, that area is the first of the Almoroccans that were called Indians by the Europeans. Hmm. So how are you going to talk about how Indians, when, when the Indians, so-called Indians are the Moors? Islam. Islam. And that's a so-called, and, and, and that's another tag, just like Negro and Black. It's just yeah. that people keep giving Indian credibility 
when that's not who we are either. So you can't say, you know, you can't say who's the yellow people and the Moors and who's the light-skinned pinstripe people with the polka dots and the Moors or who's the, the purple people and the Chinese type thing. It's like, in other words, they set up a false paradigm and then present it as an argument when, when it actually is a false argument from its foundation. That's like saying, how much, is, how much does four and four, which means three and a half, mean in mathematics? Yes, it's a question, but it's invalid from its foundation. You get the point? Islam, Islam, that makes sense. Okay. It's called, um, it's called connotative linguistics. Islam. Um, Al Day's asking, um, he started a religious body politic outside of the MSTA, the similar model. Can you explain the benefits of a, re a religious body politic as it relates to the private person? See, when you're talking about religious body politic, that's like a kind of a contradiction because a, a, a body politics deals with uh, organized governmental principles. It doesn't yeah. deal with belief system or religion in that concept. And, that, and that's, again, how when people really don't study human society, how people can set up false paradigms and make an argument on something that's when, when this foundation upon which the argument is built is fraudulent. Islam. Islam. And it was, it, it's called controlling the narrative. Islam. So when you say body, body politic, that's civics automatically. It means that's a term in civics and civic governmental structure. That's not a religious term. So you see how how a person who don't understand civics can get tricked by that. Islam. Yes. That's somebody who's been in 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 in, in a corrupt order trying to build credibility when they've been caught. Islam. All but right. There's no such thing. If I don't I, I don't mean it, I don't reject that it has not been said. I know it's been said. But I know understanding government structure, that's a false, that's a false paradigm. That's what I'm saying. Understood. Understood. Okay. I have another question too. Um, somebody out of Texas was asking if they should actually change the race marker on their birth certificate to more. All right. Let's, let's back up. All right. Number one, that's not their birth certificate is the bank bond that belongs mm -hmm. to the Jesuits. Keep in mind that it is a bank bond. In order to make a claim on that birth certificate, you must be what is known by law, holder in due course. That means holder in due course must be the holder of the original instrument, no copy, no robocopy, and it must have wet ink signature ETC. And I guarantee that all birth certificates got allonges attached to them, and they've been on the stock market issued from 55 Water Street in New York forever and you'll never capture them. So it's not your certificate. When you claim it to be yours, number one, you'll never get it. And number one, they have a name on it with a corporate entity that was set up during the Franklin Delano Roosevelt administration, promising people that their uh, rights allodial could be, could be reclaimed under a commercial platform. And keep in mind, unalienable rights and birthrights cannot be uh, presented on a commercial platform because that's trade and you can never capture it. So that's the first thing that must be understood. Uh, now, what you, can, what you can do, like the prophet said, you know, you do no new business in them old names. And some of that stuff, you can leave it at, like it is. But what you want to do is do an allodial birth record and that course, uh, and this is 
you know, I, it, it, it angers me every time I think about it. It should be in accord with your Moorish law, with uh, uh, your constitutional or cosmological principles and issued for, uh, uh, from your order, from your side, et cetera, for the record. But that stuff that belongs to them, let them keep that because you, you ain't never going to capture it. And, and as people wake up, they'll start putting them birth certificate arguments out there to distract people and send them in circles for two or three years, which buys them time. You get the point? Islam. Islam. Because remember their bank bonds. That's the main thing people need to know, that they're bank bonds and you'll never get them and you'll never be holder in due course. Approach it from that perspective. And it's not yours, it's theirs. And the name on it is not yours. It's a private Cedars, Sister Q and Cedars Trust that you do not have access to. Islam. All right. Okay, so... Don't so, use to steal your birthright, that's all. All right. Okay, we're about to wrap up the show. Um, is there anything in general that you wanted to get out to the, all the Moors that are watching and are going to watch this later on? Yes, I. this is what I'm saying. Go to your local Moorish Science Temple of America and don't go for the BS when a lot of them grantees try to act like I'm condemning the temple. I'm condemning a lot of them, distinguished from the temple. Are we, are we clear? Islam. Study well and protect the prophet and your Moorish divine and national movement, which includes the temple. And what I'm expecting in the future is the youth coming in with their eyes wide open and cleaning up them temples. Are we clear? Islam. Islam. That's what we're here to do. All right. Thank you so um, much. And I'm going to do the best I can to supply you with any research that I have and any knowledge that I have to slay the naivety that I recognize as I travel this country. Are we clear? Islam. Islam. I have two questions pertaining to you. Okay. Um, uh, someone asked about the private group where I, uh, you pay for a subscription or um, classes. Do you know what I'm talking about, referring to? No, I'm not. You got to be more specific. Um, do you have a Do you have classes or a group like a subscription? No, group? I, when I travel, when I travel, or when we study, I share information freely, actually. And a lot when I when I go out and do classes, what they do, they do donations to pay for the house, and sometimes give me traveling finance. Outside of that, I don't charge for classes. Okay. Um, okay. Someone's asking too about the flash drive that you talk about. Like, how can what they I, order that? What I've always done because I already know we got a lot of traders amongst them. I've always given a flash drive. Uh, uh, I always tell people have a clean flash drive, and we also at the house of Ram, we reckoning mines. Uh, will uh, uh, she will uh, um, uh, compensate the flash drive if they're there at the house for fifteen notes? or if she has to mail it for 20 notes and we put enough information on there to keep them busy for 20 years or more. Okay. At the same time, it gives them a lot of foundation information that will slay their naivety overnight and will make scholars out of many of them. And we have a lot more information, but we put that flash drive, that information out so that, because we know that in spite of the work that's out there, that a lot of people uh, who should have been to teach these people are doing as much as they can to block this information. So we give, we try to give the information out freely or at minimal cost just to keep things going. And that's uh, what people know about when they hear that, you know, that phrase, the flash drive, that's what that's all about. 
All right. And um, we've got about three or four people asking, how do they get in touch with you, brother? Well, they can get in touch with me through you and through my cousin, Dre. Okay. Okay. I want to thank you, Andre, um, yeah, for and Dre coming wants on. Yeah, wants to make a comment, too. All right. All right. Hey, yo, bro, you, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, check this out. Um, this message is to anybody, especially the youth, me being a part of that generation that's coming up and coming in uh, coming in contact and, co and getting familiar with this information. You know what I mean? I'm not here to try to get any fans. I'm not here to try to get any followers. That's why I'm not even worried about, um, you know what I'm saying, trying to jump on camera. And honestly, you know what I'm saying, I'm not even trying to put my name out there like that, but this yeah. message is very important, okay, because what happens is a lot of people – try to come around brothers like this, you feel me, and try to attempt to uh, to take advantage, you feel me, of, of people like this because it's like, well, what, basically what happens is, is that as soon as people hear something, you know what I'm saying, that's coming from that Negro mentality or whatever, as soon as people hear something about not paying taxes or driving without a license or whatever the case may be, you see what I'm saying, they automatically, they try to, they try to latch themselves on to people like him. You see what I'm saying? When they get out here and they start acting crazy, and they get jammed up because they don't necessarily know what the hell they're doing or whatever. And it is basically paired in information. You see what I'm saying? By them going out there and throwing his name out there is making him look bad. So this is so this is a message to everybody who's out there. A lot of times when you see people who are doing things like squatting the million dollar mansions and stuff like that and, 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 and really just out here acting reckless. You see what I'm saying? This is not something that he's telling people to do. The only thing that he's doing is giving people keys you see what I'm saying? To their salvation, you feel me? Across the board. And it's, and it's, and it's really, really simple. So before anybody, and I, and, I, and I basically, honestly, anybody who comes to me or whatever with this, I'm, you know, trying to figure out information. And the first thing that they ask me is, how do I get out of paying this ticket? Or how can I, how can I uh, move around and drive without a license? And how can I uh, uh, get, get out of paying taxes? And how can I do this and that and third or whatever? And they don't even necessarily, and they don't ask me about what the movement itself is about. Or they don't have any questions about Noble Drali or the Morris National Divine Movement or the Morris Science Temple of America and what's really supposed to be going on, I shut them down because I already know where their mm -hmm. heart and where their head is at. You see what I'm saying? So with that being said, you know what I'm saying, what people need to do is to clean is, is to cleanse themselves and clear their heart and their mind of all the ignorant stuff first. You see what I'm saying? And then work on the other stuff later. You feel me? At the end of the day, law is important. It's very important. You know what I'm saying? The movement is Words can't even describe how important it is because it's, it was relevant back then. It's relevant today, and it's going to be relevant a hundred and some odd years from now. For me, the principle behind it. But with that being said, don't approach him because he's not always going to be here forever. We got to do our own due diligence and study. You see, what I'm saying ourselves. We got to buy these books ourselves. We got to put time and go to these libraries ourselves because what happens is is that when you see people like him, we just become followers. You see what I'm saying? And so when certain things are put in motion and the leader, for whatever the reason, you know what I'm saying, you know, falls off, the entire movement falls apart and it can't be like that. We and all we have to train ourselves. That. And he never, yeah, exactly. He doesn't promote that. He tells people all the time. I done been there uh, plenty of times where he tells people or whatever that he's just a regular person. You got to do the same thing that he did. The work that he's putting in by himself or whatever, he's not charging people for no, there's another thing. I'm going to say this and I'm going to close out because I know we, we got to go. But this is just to clear up all the BS or whatever that's going on. He never not once, he does not one time ask people for any money for anything. You see what I'm saying? I'm talking about, like, as far as like, all the paperwork and everything is concerned, he doesn't charge people 
you know what I'm saying, a couple hundred dollars or thousands of dollars like everybody else is claiming that he's doing. Wow. He doesn't yeah. do that. The majority of the literature and stuff like that is being put out there or whatever. He's not even selling that. You feel me? He's he's giving a lot of this information away for free. You see wow. what I'm saying? When he goes around and does these lectures and stuff like that, he's not attacking nobody's pockets. But honestly, for real, for anybody who's requesting him to go anywhere, you see what I'm saying? That should be automatic. You should automatically have some, all right, listen, this is what we can afford to give you. You see what I'm saying? Don't try to, like, lowball him or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's being, you have to be conscious of what you're doing and be, and, and at the end of the day, realize that this is somebody's time. He dedicated his whole entire life before I was even thought of, you see what I'm saying, to this entire movement. The only thing that people got to do or, or people want to do or whatever is to come around here for the wrong reasons, drain them for what they can get from them or whatever, go out there and start acting the fool and get mad when they get jammed up because their heart wasn't in the right place and they didn't know what the hell they was doing anyway. In the first place, you know what I'm saying? So us as a youth, we got to put the egos aside, put the differences aside or whatever, and basically stop talking. It's time to work. That's the bottom line. Stop talking. You know what I'm saying? Put your boots on the ground or whatever and get everything moving and, st and start moving. In a word, get real. Simple. Now, in relationship, mm -hmm. just real quick, let me drop out with this. When people, and this is back to uh, people even understanding rights of travel, licenses, etc., they need to understand that licenses come under feudal law. It is not constitutional law. That's why all Supreme Court cases deal with the people's right to travel. The fact that th that is even debatable is indicative of the fact that the people who should have been teaching constitutional enforcement haven't been doing the job. And so people often think that that's the opinion of myself or others who teach constitutional principles when actually that's the law of the land, the securing of their rights to travel. In all Supreme Court cases, what is called stare decisi and res judicata will affirm that fact. And the fact that a lot of critics, to the contrary, have been getting away with their criticism is because they themselves are traitors who knew that the people have not been educated by them or by others. And this is the other reason why people must learn jurisdiction. And with that, I yield the floor. All right. Islam, Islam. And uh, thank you, Dre, for sharing that. Um, yeah, you pretty much said everything that needed to be said. Uh, much respect, honors to you both. Honors to Taj for putting in the work, getting it out here. You know, um, we see you as a, a, a light bringer. So, you know, you've helped wake up a lot of mores and we respect you for that. And um, thank you for coming on again. Hopefully we can do this again in the future. Yes, we will do. And thank you for having the honor, you know, to bring me on. And I appreciate you all. And I say to all the brothers, love the prophet for what he's done. Come into this movement with no naivety. If you smell any naivety on you, rip it off, put it in your back pocket, sit on it until it's flat and drop it in the nearest trash can as soon as possible with that I islam use. islam islam okay we're gonna put links in the description um for house of reawakening minds and um contact info for people that want to get in touch with you uh um bring you out if you you know uh, available for lectures so uh people just uh watch this video again if you want to get that info it'll be in the description Hey, yo, and, and you already got contacts with Dre, so just call Dre and he'll, you know, he'll hit me. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually, what I'm going to end up doing, I'm going to end up setting up a um, a line, a separate line or whatever for uh, anyone who wishes to, you know, either have him come out and 
speak or whatever the case may be, to, you know what I'm saying, to make it, you know, to make it a little bit easier, you know what I'm saying? But 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 also any this this goes out to anybody also with a platform who claims and this is just in defense, you see what I'm saying? Because a lot of people what happens is a lot of people don't know anything about uh uh, uh the Moore's movement at all. So they're just taking what people say for face value as the end all be all like it's law. But this is for anybody who's getting in tune with this information, right? Anybody who claims to love Dry Lee, anybody who claims to really be about the prophet or behind Prophet Noble Dry Lee and the Moorish movement and stuff like that, right? Who has anything not necessarily to say about him in public or has anything to say has anything to say about anybody else, another brother, you feel me, in public condemning them or whatever. Referred to the Divine Constitution and Bylaws, Act 3, and the Moorish uh, uh, Holy Covenant, Chapter 25 of the Circle 7, Quran. okay? So anybody who has anything to say negative about anybody else who claims that that that, that says that we're all brothers and stuff like that, but still find time to uh, talk trash about somebody else, they're in violation of Chapter 25 of the Circle 7 and also the Divine Constitution and Bylaws, Act 3. You see what I'm saying? So anybody who's doing that, you see what I'm saying, is actually is lying to you right in front of your face. You see what I'm saying? Any type of slander in the mildest form, you see what I'm saying, should not even be put out there. You know what I mean? And that's I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just end off with that. Okay, and I know we keep saying we're gonna end it off, but I want to nah, thank you and for everything you said. And to Taj, uh, brother Taj, thank you for everything she said about um uh, what we need to do as far as um how to move forward with the movement. Um, telling people too to come into the temples, but not come in with their eyes closed. You know, not to come in naive. Exactly. People tend to dumb things down. You you got some people that get the information like we did for years, and now they're calling people temple moors, you know, doing corny stuff like that. And, it, you know, just dumbing it down. Like you said, if there's people in the temples who haven't been doing things right, we got to clean it up. We have to fix it, you know. Exactly. So, and, and you heard it from Taj's mouth. I mean, he said that. So if, if that's, that's the type of mentality you're on, you're, you're going about it the wrong way. Not to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, that's our institution. And don't confuse the te- See, the temple is right. This is why they must study, because they need to recognize when you have maladministration. That's why they need to learn civics, because most people don't know when to recognize breach of trust and breach of office because they're not taught civics, because they would clean it up immediately if they understood those rules. That's another reason they won't teach civics, because if they did, they would condemn themselves, most of them. But that's not all of them. Are we clear? Islam. Islam. So, you know, and then a lot of good Moors in the temple have been painted with that corruption brush because they have not spoken up. You get the point? Islam. However, that doesn't make them bad just because some of the administrators are are corrupt. Are we clear? Islam. All right. Don't confuse the temple with misadministration. Are we clear? Islam. All right. All right. So basically, there's a lot of work to do. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and um, end it so y'all can go to bed. All right. Make sure you share this and uh, tag your friends and family in it. And once again, come back here. We'll have the links in the description so that you can get in touch with uh, Taj and also get that flash drive and other materials that that he has. All right. Yes. We're going to do this again, brother. And any other questions that come, post them, you know, so that we can answer them. At the same time, you know, but, you know, if you go over to the divine constitution and bylaws, 
and you go to from the divine warning by the and remember this this is for everybody if you read the divine warning by the prophet for the nations and the message to america you got the foundation of this entire movement islam islam all right though man all right islam all right y'all take care peace islam. and love all right islam peace everybody islam. all right we'll run it back next time peace